So I'd just like to introduce Ryan Boyd. He'll be running the next session, which is around actuaries and CSI initiatives. Ryan is a senior actuarial analyst in the general insurance practice of Deloitte in Cape Town. He joined uh, at the start of 2015, having previously worked for other general insurance consultants in the valuation, pricing, and risk management teams for over three years. Uh, Ryan is also an accredited CSI practitioner by the Siakula Trust of South Africa, and he's also the regional health, uh, head of CSI for Deloitte Western Cape in South Africa. So, Ryan, welcome, and thank you. Over to you. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as you heard, my name is Ryan. Um, it's a great privilege to be here with you guys today. In particular, today, uh, today is my birthday. So, a very big welcome to my party. It was, <laughs> it was lovely for you to join. I also want to, to really encourage you to leave your birthday gifts on your chair um, on your way out, and I'll go collect them afterwards. Um, oh, thank you. Here's my clicking thingy. So, when you see my tile behind me, you're probably a bit, a bit confused as to why I have a dual function. And it is that I got a dual function within the Deloitte office here in Cape Town. One, I am a senior consultant from the actuarial space, but then on the other hand, I also head up the CSI space for Deloitte in the Western Cape. And it's something that I'm incredibly uh, passionate about. And I also want to just clear some things up, that CSI does not stand for crime scene investigation. Much to many people's disappointment when I do tell them that. Uh, but it stands for corporate social investment. Corporate social investment being the time and, uh, and money that we actually spend in social development. And that being all communities, well, in my role, within the Western Cape. But it goes bigger than that. We should be focusing on a South African uh, realm, but also even a global realm as well. Um, I do also want to clear up some misconceptions about CSI. CSI, first and foremost, is not a marketing gimmick. Let's make that very, very clear. CSI is also not a means of us as whatever company, company X is called it, giving a million rand to, a, to an organization or to a community and then patting ourselves on the back and saying, wow, we are so amazing and we did such a great job today and let's just reap all the benefits and the rewards in the media about company X being so amazing. It's not there at all either. It's also not a temporary fix to a problem. It is a long-lasting relationship that we, whoever is involved in CSI, forms with a community or a non-profit organization. I want to reiterate that. A long-lasting relationship for a minimum of five to ten years. Very broad numbers, I know. But it should be a very long-lasting relationship. And a relationship also being the key word, because the key word in that being relationship is that it's a two-way relationship. It's not us as company X, for example, saying that this is what you need and this is how we're going to fix your problem. It's about communicating and having that relationship so that you can find out what is really and truly needed in that community or when you partner up with a, a non-profit organization. And then in that long-term relationship, finding out what goals you can achieve and then achieving those goals. As I said in the beginning, I'm very, very passionate about CSI. And I'm hoping that through this, this small talk, that if you do not already share the same passion, that by the end of it, you will share the passion for CSI. And also, I'm hoping to, to inspire the actuaries in this room today to possibly use your actuarial skills in the CSI space, not only just keeping it in the box of finance and insurance. And I'm going to do that by, first of all, setting the scene um, where we currently are in South Africa, focusing primarily on entrepreneurship and education. 
Then I'm going to briefly state what ASSA is doing. We've heard some great talks already about what ASSA is currently doing. We heard from um, Roseanne this morning about some amazing initiatives that ASSA has been doing, and we'll, we'll briefly touch on that. Then I want to talk about why are actuaries, in fact, very well suited to be involved in CSI. Traditionally, it's, it's not really uh, you know, a marriage that people would, would think that, that exists. And then finally, I would like to to propose uh, an interesting, uh, more innovative solution to, to some problems that are within CSI. So starting off, entrepreneurship in South Africa. The, the latest unemployment rate, very strict definition of unemployment. Um, in the third quarter, the rates came out as sitting at 27.1%. And I believe a direct solution to, to unemployment is in fact entrepreneurship. Now, at the bottom left of, of behind me, you'll see a graph, and it's, you'll see that there's been a, a slight diminishing in the sense of how many people aged between 16 to 65, so working classes, are wanting to start their own businesses. How encouraged or how inclined are they towards starting their own business? And in 2015, we've seen that there's 11% of South Africans to date uh, is showing 2015, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, 2015, 11% of South Africans are inclined to start their own businesses. And when you compare that to the rest of Africa, not the rest of the world, rest of Africa is 39%. Now of that 11% in 2015, a large point, well, they all start their own businesses, but a very big chunk of their 11% do not continue that business after the first three to four, uh, the first three to four years. And the reasons for this, in my experience of being involved in CSI, is one is that there is an, uh, a lack of entrepreneurial awareness and education in South Africa. There's also economic challenges. And people in South Africa are naturally risk averse when wanting to start their own business. Now I say these three, but not one of them stand alone. All three of them go together. For an example, let's call someone named John. Um, not thinking of a specific John that might be in the audience, but say John wants to start his own business. And the problem is that John might not actually know how to start his own business. He has a great idea. And from the experiences that I've had in the CSI space, there are many, many South Africans that have amazing entrepreneurial ideas. In the entrepreneurial workshops that I've been on, I sometimes just take notes on, on all these amazing ideas that I'm hearing about. So they have these great ideas. They don't know how to start the business. But more than that, they also don't know how to continue the business. John doesn't know how to continue that business. There are also some economic challenges that are out there. Now, economic challenges will face any business owner, but the problem is with a lack of entrepreneurial awareness and education, you would not know that when something diff or some difficulties come along, whether you should push through it, or should this be a sign of pulling out and maybe pursuing other ventures. And then the risk averse goes hand in hand with everything. So that's just a general South African thing when it comes to entrepreneurship. We do not really want to take that risk. We'd rather just stay in our bubble and then keep safe. Looking at education, we are unfortunately ranked 140 out of 140 countries in our quality of science and mathematics education. Those of you with kids now will know that back when, when you were at school that you required 50% to pass mathematics, that's now been brought down to 30%, which means that the, the incentive to actually get 50% or higher for mathematics has gone down drastically to where we are now um, sitting at 
Oh, so there we are. So we are seeing it now. So in grade four, sorry, it's not the same. We're seeing grade three. Sixty-five percent of students are achieving a mark for math higher than fifty percent. Grade six, thirty-five percent, and then grade nine, three percent. If you look to the graph to the bottom left. It's a graph that uh, people love to bring out when it comes to education, saying, no, but, but maths, maths education is not too bad. I mean, this is now the percentage of people that are achieving higher than 30% for mathematics in matric. You can see that it, it's, it's increasing. Ryan, I mean, what's the problem? South Africa's fine. We, we're on the rise. But if you look at the, the shaded area behind those, those red bars, you'll note that that is the number of students that are actually taking mathematics at the moment. And you can see that's declining as opposed to mathematics literacy, mathematical literacy. So, I know we're all very depressed now, and I've painted a very, very disturbing picture of where South Africa's at. And before you take out your cell phones and you start booking with airlines, going to Australia and all other countries around the world, I want to ask you this. As opposed to flying to whatever country you'd like to, what are we doing about trying to change where we are currently in South Africa? And that's what I'm going to ask, for, ask of you, is that, if you don't mind, Please take up your cell phones and then go onto the app. And what you're going to find is if you go to the program and you go to, to this talk in particular, there should be a poll. I'm hoping. If you, you smile and nod, then I'm getting an indication that the poll is working. Is a smile and nod. No smiles and nod. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got one smile and nod. Great. So if you can go to the poll, and I'm going to ask you to, to vote on that poll. So my question to you is... What are you currently doing? I know it's a very personal question, but don't worry, it's anonymous. What are you currently doing in the CSI space? Are you currently uh, donating money to a charity? Are you getting involved through CSI type of projects that are run by your company or maybe a religious facility? Are you teaching extra mathematics, a very popular actuarial one? Are you somehow using your actuarial skills, maybe through pro bono work or some other creative way? Or are you currently doing nothing? Are you currently not really involved? I'm going to encourage you to be honest. And then what should be coming behind my scene, or behind my, behind myself is the results. If you're involved in more than one, that's, that's great. And I, I love you for that. But choose the one that you are most involved in currently. See if we've stabilized there. 61. Okay. Last call. Be grateful that the technology is working. I was going to actually ask you to stand up. <laughs> okay. I think it's probably stabilizing there, around about. Very interesting. So, 32% of you are honest. Great. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure that... And, and <laughs> no. So, 32% um, are not currently involved. And thank you for being honest about that. And I would love to encourage you to get involved. Currently, at the moment, the, the, oh, they were still moving. But currently, the highest involvement is donating money to a charity, followed by getting involved in CSI type of projects. Very small number actually the least at the moment, is using your actuarial skills. Very interesting. 
uh, if you do did vote that, please come chat to me afterwards because I, I would love to know how you used your actuarial skills in the CSI space. I'm going to share with you now, now a way that I try to, and then we can maybe compare notes. But uh, so I hope this instills the fact that, yes, we do have a problem in South Africa. We've got many problems. There are many great things about South Africa as well. But just focusing on education, entrepreneurship, it does instill a sense of responsibility on us that we need to be doing something. ASA feels very passionately about this. We heard from Roseanne this morning, some amazing initiatives that ASA is currently involved in. Uh, two main arms that um, I've been looking at is Actuaries Without Frontiers, the AWF, um, that Divya spoke about earlier. Um, and I'm sure if you do have any more questions or want to get heavily involved in that, Divya is by far the correct person to, to go chat to. Other projects like we heard about this morning is the Actuarial uh, Society Education Trust, the, also the Development Trust. Bono the City, which is a fantastic feeding project as well as teaching um, financial literacy and mathematics. And then uh, there are also essay interprovincial uh, inter mathematical Olympiads as well. Briefly mentioning from AWF as well that you have your, your four arms, so to speak, in financial literacy, which we heard about earlier, workshop engagement, um, teaching people how to, or increasing the awareness and knowledge on uh, financial literacy, outreach activities, and then education and research, as we heard about a bit earlier now, um, in the field of financial inclusion. So please, I do encourage you, that is a way of getting involved in the CSI space that ASA has already formed. I want to introduce you to someone that I'm going to make a little bit more personal and share with you something that I'm heavily involved with through our company. Um, and I'm going to call it the Lunga Project. We have other names for it. And um, I want to introduce you to Sikle Chavalala. He's the, the very handsome young man in the middle of those two students over there. And Sikle was in prison for a while. And while he was in prison, he decided that he needed to change his life. Complete turnaround. But not only that, it wasn't enough that he wanted to change his own life. After he left prison, he wanted to change the lives of those around him. So he lives in Langa, and he has such a wonderful, great passion for the kids that are, that are living in the area. Not only in Langa, he, go, he gets kids from Guguletsu, from Cape Flats, from all around the Western Cape. And what he does is he teaches them a coding, developing IT software skill that he taught himself. He went online, all the information that he needed was online, and he taught himself from scratch coding skills. And then he, he formed a, a really good six to eight month program where he then imparts this wisdom onto the students. And then from that, the hope is that they will either gain internships with other software developing companies or being able to start their own company. And that's where, where my company is coming from, Deloitte's point of view. We've helped them from the entrepreneurial point of view. Now, we had a, a rather big project actually last week with them, um, with these organization, Quirky 30. And uh, the week was about soft skill workshops, entrepreneurial workshops, and then also creating a marketing awareness for Quirky 30 and hoping that many other people were going to get involved. It was not, again, CSI is not a market, marketing gimmick for the donators. It was about Quirky 30 and about their inspiring story and what they're doing. So I wanted to try and bridge this gap between CSI and actuaries. How could we do this? What skills do actuaries actually possess to be able to make this project either more efficient or become more successful or even bridging other different problems that we're experiencing? So why are actuaries suitable for CSI? We are very risk-minded individuals. You might think that you're not risk-averse, but you are. 
But you think in a risk risk framework, you look at different projects, you see what kind of risks are involved, how do we mitigate these risks. We're supposed to be very good communicators of very difficult concepts, and we should be able to communicate these concepts to people that are not within our actuarial space. We're supposed to be very mathematical proficient, mathematically proficient. We're professionals. We have the actuarial control cycle. Now, I want to stress the actuarial control cycle is not only applied to actuarial projects, but it's applied to anything that you want to get involved in. So that's it's such a great tool, and I'm going to show you how I applied it now. But it's such a great tool to be involved in any kind of CSR project you're involved in. And then finally, project planning. But I want to add to project planning and say that we are very forward-looking people. When I met my wife um, back at university, when she told me, what do you do? I said, well, I'm an actuary. She said, well, what's that? She had no idea what I was doing. And then thinking that it was cool, I said, well, I tell the future using math. You thought that was serious. <laughs> so is that the line that you also currently use when you talk to people? But we talk, try and tell the future using mathematics. And in my mind, I thought that sounded cool, but I did marry her eventually, so it, it didn't work. But we are very forward-thinking people. We should be able to look at problems that are currently visible now and being able to put plans in place to solve it in 10 to 15, 20 years time so that it's a sustainable solution. Now, using these skills, combining it with the project that we were involved with, and coincidentally I was involved with uh, reviewing some authors at the time as well, thinking of what the author was being used for, what, what, the, what use is the author currently in the markets? Well, the author helps explain to boards of directors and to everyone with the company where does risk lie? What are the important big risks that your company is facing at the moment? How do you mitigate them? Looking at various scenario tests, looking at um, uh, looking at your SCR calculation, how risk affects that, looking at triggers, looking at risk appetites, looking at various things. And I wanted to try and make something similar to this, but not quite the also, but Noraya. Now at this point, I would have loved the sound bite that went, ah. But there is no, but just imagine it in your mind. Okay, so the ORIA, um, the ORIA stands for Own Risk Impact Assessment. Very similar to the also that is an actual document. And in this document, the purpose of it, trying to link it to this project with Quirky Fitty, is to emphasize the importance to the board of why CSI is important. It's not just a feel good, going to go paint a house, but it's going to go make an actual impact in the community that we're involved in. It helps you build a CSI organogram. Where does CSI sit currently in the company? It aids you in achieving the goals and actually making an impact based on the objectives that you set in the beginning. Also helps you with cost saving. Cost saving in the sense of government would, uh, would recommend that you spend a certain amount of your profits at the end of each year on CSI type of projects. Now, this kind of organogram also, this kind of, uh, Oriya, so to speak, in the document, helps you be able to figure out where is the most efficient way of spending this money and where you're going to get the biggest impact from it. Strategic planning, we spoke about forward-looking. Um, and then the last two, which is quite interesting, which I'll be talking about very briefly in a second, is your risk-adjusting scoring and, and the Orion. And it's complete coincidence that Orion rhymes with Ryan. But uh, risk, the reason why we, we have this risk-adjusted scoring in the Orion is that it's very similar to the SCR calculation and the OSIS that you'd have your economic model 
And what we've been able to do is actually build a CSI model where you can try and project success of, of CSI projects, take into account the different various risks that are incorporated in your at every single milestone, being able to mitigate those risks. And then the biggest problem that I've come to see in, in the CSI space at the moment is how do you communicate results from a CSI project to a board of directors? There's no financial answer to that. How do you tell them that this is how, this is how great the project was? My wife loves fluffy animals, so it goes, it's needless to say that this was her favorite slide out of the whole pack. Um, but we have a little mouse there that's mitigated the risk and he's going to go get that cheese because he's wearing a helmet and he's going to be fine. But uh, I want to draw your attention to the risks that are next to the mouse over there. Uh, we've all looked at the mouse. But the risks over there, I want to first just mention that these risks are not in your conventional actuarial space. Some of them might look familiar. Definition might be slightly different from what you're used to. And also I want to stress that this is not an, exhaust, an exhaustive list of risks. There are many, many other risks that you could um, get, get encounter while doing a CSI project. But the ones that I have here are your reputation risks. So any kind of big organization that's dealing in a CSI space has the risk of reputation being damaged through any kind of failure in a project. Automatically CSI projects are going to get caught up in the media. And if you don't do what you say you're going to do, or if other parties that you're involved with default or anything don't work according to plan, then there is unfortunately a risk on your reputation. Impact risk. Are you really making an impact in this project? Default, somewhat linked to reputation, but with this project, or well, I guess in most projects that I've been involved in, it's worthy enough to be put on its side and put on, put on its own as well. Uh, and default risk being that if either party involved in the community and the CSI project decide either not to pitch up for the event or don't bring their side of the agreement. Operational risk, that's the one that we're quite familiar with in the actuarial space of um, internal people, internal processes not working out the way or we didn't put enough preparation into the project. Delay risks is also very similar, I guess, to operational risk that can be categorized with it, but important enough to be put on its own with certain projects now, when it comes to big corporates, there is a delay when you say that I'm going to give this community organization 10,000 Rand or, or however much, and that's going to take a while before that 10,000 Rand gets to that organization, unfortunately. And then from the other way around, there is a delay when it comes to working with smaller organizations because it, it sounds weird, but it takes quite a while for them to, to commit to something, um, to smaller organizations because there's a, a lot of... I guess, knock-on effects based on certain decisions, and it can take a while before they can make a decision to say, yes, we're on board with you. We're going to be there. We're going to give X amounts. As an economic model or economic risk, uh, the best example I can think of would be your um, fees must fall campaign. How would that affect any kind of CSI projects that you're being involved in, riots and so on? Now, taking all these risks into account, I'm going to show you just the results uh, I guess, results section of our model that we had. And we were able to map out these various risks that I mentioned to you now and actually give it a, a frequency multiplied by severity type of rating to it. And then for this project that we were involved in, we were struggling with reputation and default risk. Reputation because we have a, a big organization, a very well-known brand. And then default risk purely just based on uh, historical relationships that we've had with Quirky 30 and then there was this, op this possibility that, that there could be a default. We were able to mitigate some of the risks such as the political risk 
Um, so we just chose not to hold any of our CSI workshops near places where there could be riots or where there could be fees must fall campaigning happening. Now, the interesting thing of this is that we were able to then create or derive a weighted average risk score of five. What you don't see on the graph here is that we had a trigger, trigger score of six. So this fell within our trigger score, similar to your economic models and ACR calculations, within our, within our risk appetite, and then we decided to go forward with the project. Um, and then after, afterwards, you'll see in the actual control cycle that we are in the, the deriving solution and acting our project point of it. After we, we decided that we're going to go forward with the project, we were able to actually give it a score. Score out of five, basically meaning three meeting expectations, anything above that, higher than, higher than meeting expectations, anything lower, we just didn't do what we set out to do. And we scored ourselves a three and a half. Now, what all the risks before this did is that we were able to, because we had to overcome certain big risks, that it then buffed up our score from a 3.5 to a 4, then giving us, a, you'll see there, an all-star rating for the project. Now, why am I telling you all this? I gave you just a, a very brief little synopsis on the Araya concept, and uh, it is really a challenge to you, to each and every single one of you, and myself included. Now, what are we doing in the CSI space? What are we doing to change the current circumstances in the country that we are living in, in the actuarial space? You have a certain set of skills. You have a certain set of gifts. Use that in a creative way outside of just the insurance and the financial sector and really try and make a difference in this world. That's my challenge to you. And just before I leave, I want to just give you an update on what happened with that project. And this has nothing to do... Um, with any kind of efforts from me or, or any of my team. But because of the project that happened last week in particular, five people uh, got a job. And five individual people got jobs. And uh, to set that, or to, I guess to, to hit it home, you know, for me it's five people were unemployed, had no hope two weeks ago. After this project, their lives are completely changed. They're now working at a company in the waterfront. And that for me was was encouraging and it's, it's an incentive to continue doing something or something in the CSI space and continue using the skills that we've developed over the years to, to really empower the people within South Africa. My name is Ryan, I work at Deloitte and I would love to talk to you afterwards if this is something that you're interested in about CSI and maybe we can collaborate in the future to try and make a real impact in South Africa. Thank you. I don't know how we're doing for time. It's probably finished. Well, we've got about a minute if anybody wants to ask Ryan a question. So I think there's two, two, two people. Sorry, just would be interested to know how you derived your 3.5 score. How did you measure the impact? So, so the, the score that we gave was a 3.5. So 3 would have been a meeting expectations goal. Um, it went better than just meeting expectations. I want to say that it's a very, um, it's not a numerical calculation that gives a 3.5 out of 5, but the numerical part of it or the calculation part of it comes in with the risk adjustments. The 3.5, I'm very, very strict. That's just a personal point of view. If we scored a 5, that means that we solved quirky 30s problems for the rest of their life and that everyone who is part of that organization, all 60 students currently, got jobs. So we scored ourselves just higher than, a little bit higher than 3 because, thankfully, um, some of the students did get jobs. 
Rob Thompson. Um, this is great. Um, one thing that worries me, though, is um, we're not mainstreaming uh, corporate social responsibility. We are. It's an add-on to what we're doing, um, and and we need to measure the effects of our activities on the well-being of society as a whole. And that includes our products. It includes all our stakeholders. Um, you know how? What difference are those? What we do, what difference is it making to the well-being of society? And this is part of it. And certainly, it's an it's an uh, it's a showcase part of it. Um, but you need to ask the question too about your main how you mainstream uh, social responsibility into the actual products of the of the company and. Um, the life cycle also, the upstream and downstream life cycle of your products. Um, how do you do that? No, absolutely, Rob. I totally, uh, Rob, I totally agree with you. CSI, in, in the experience that I've had so far, is that CSI is, is somewhat young in its, in its understanding, or I guess the world's understanding of what CSI is currently. And it's not just that doing good aspects. Um, it's, it's such a bigger concept in the world today. And it takes professions such as actuaries, CAs, lawyers, that they need to be incorporating the CSI element into everything that they're doing. And like you say, that it needs to be incorporated into the products that we sell, the way that we deal with our, from a consulting point, our clients, and then from your, from your ordinary insurers with the policyholders as well. It's that element, I guess it's, uh, it's linked very much to professionalism that we have as a profession standing alone. Thanks, Rob. Okay, thanks so much. Um, I have the unfortunate uh, situation of now giving Dr. Ramsamy a smaller present than Ruth. <laughs> so no, no favoritism here at all. Um, but I just want to extend a big thank you firstly to Ryan and Soshan from Bacterial Society for speaking and also to our guests. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank